The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. In 1982, when I entered the seminary, I was sent to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And it was there that I encountered a group of nuns who had a convent next to the, to the seminary. I was fascinated by them because I had never heard of such people in the church. They were cloistered nuns. They lived behind a great wall that was built around their convent, and they were cloistered, meaning that no one could see them, not even their own family members. They could visit with them, but they would remain behind a screen for the entirety of their lives. Only two of the sisters in that particular convent were externs, and they were allowed to come and go to buy supplies, etc. And the sisters would never leave behind those walls would never leave the convent unless there was an emergency. They had to go to the hospital or something like that. They spent their entire day, very structured day. We could hear it. It was operated by the sound of different bells throughout the day when it was time for them to rise for prayer, when it was time to work, when it was time to eat, when it was time to go to bed. I couldn't understand it because coming from a Czech family that had parents that were pretty much workaholics and our definition of success so often was how much can you get done in a given day, I thought it was rather odd thinking, what a waste. Why aren't all those women teaching in schools or working in hospitals? Why don't they do something? They pray all day. They work in terms of their garden and, I guess, raising some of their own food, but it didn't make a lot of sense to me. The older I get and the longer I'm a priest, the more I understand how that group of nuns that is still in operation to this day, as are many groups, Carmelites and other religious communities throughout the world that have hermitages and cloistered convents, men and women living lives of prayer, living lives in which certainly they, they work, but they also take so much time for reflection, 
and for adoration of our Lord Jesus. I've come to understand, to see that really, as we hear in our gospel today from St. Luke, there's that battle within us between Martha and Mary. There's so much of us as human beings that want to be more reflective. How many times have we said, gosh, I wish I could be more like Mary, simply listening more at the feet of Jesus. And yet in our culture, which has helped us to create an incredible country, in terms of our work ethic, which is very strong, there's that Martha in us that is driven to work. Driven to the point, though, that we live in a society now in which there's more and more episodes of anxiety, more and more panic attacks, more and more stress that has become debilitating, even crippling for so many of us. And we see it all the time. I certainly do as a priest. And I attended a seminar a few weeks ago about how it's become indeed an epidemic for children in terms of anxiety. And I'm reading a book right now called The Worried Child of how even at very young ages our children are suffering from anxiety and overwhelming stress. There's so much in our society and in our school systems and other places that somehow have our children believing that they have to be driven to the point of almost becoming crippled in the process. Success is defined on what you do, how much you can achieve, how much money you can make, what kind of positions that you can obtain. And that whole part of who we are simply is creatures of God, created out of love, created for love, created to have that time to do just what Mary did, to sit at the feet of Jesus and to see how rejuvenating that can be for us, how healthy that can be emotionally and spiritually and physically. And just the importance of silence itself Researchers are showing, even apart from the spiritual aspects of it, research is showing us now that just taking time for silence can be very healing. And it's not by accident that when you go into hospitals, and one of our hospitals here in Victoria has the signs, you go to all the different floors, and in the hallway it says, shh, patients are healing. Many of the importance of quiet in a world in which there is so much noise. And I believe this gospel challenges us today to see, could there not be a better balance in our lives between the Martha and the Mary aspects of who we are? We certainly believe as Catholics that work and labor is a gift from God. And if you've ever been without a job, we know how devastating that can be. That work is a blessing. And even when we are retired, it's important to have something to do every day. That it occupies the mind and it makes the time go and flow much better. And it's about service. Work and labor is about service. Martha was serving Jesus. That was important. He wasn't dismissing that. But we also know that the Martha in us 
that we have to, in the name of Christ, refuse to allow work to define us, that somehow we are successful in the amount that we can accomplish or the money that we can make, and then we lose sight of how labor itself is a gift and work is about serving God and serving each other. But it's that Mary that helps us today to understand that prayer is also a gift. That prayer can be our work, so to speak, a way in which we can serve others. And the women that I first met in that convent so long ago continue to teach me when I reflect upon what they do of how their prayer and their structured day praying for the needs of the world, praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament hour after hour is indeed a service, a gift to all the church. To know that we have men and women that feel called to set aside those kinds of blocks of time throughout the world that are praying for the needs that we have, praying for the world itself to our loving God. That prayer and adoration is service that we're not wasting time, so to speak, when we pray. We're not goofing off when we take time for silence and for reflection. We are seeking the healing hand of Christ. We are seeking to listen more to the direction that our Savior wants us to take in our lives. The fact is, if we took a little bit more time in that silence and in that reflection and adoration of God, maybe we would be healthier. Maybe we would not have to take as much medication as we do to be to the point where we feel so overwhelmed with stress and anxiety, but that maybe we can see that it's not wasting time. It's allowing, indeed, in body, mind, and spirit, allowing God to simply love us, and it's our way in which we can show our love for God. Mary wasn't dismissing her duties. Jesus was allowing her to do what all human beings are called to do. In fact, that all of us need to do, to take time at the feet of Jesus. So there is that blend, that, that balance that Jesus calls us to, to work as Martha did and to serve, but to also take that time as Mary did to simply adore, so that in the end, in all that we have to do, we know that the more we pray, the more we can get accomplished. The more we take time to adore our Lord and to listen to Him, the more direction that we have in our lives, and the more we can seek to serve our families, our marriages, our children, and one another. So if you need an invitation to simply goof off and pray and reflect, then I give it to you. Take some time. Let's change our way of thinking so that we can become healthier, stronger spiritually, and that we can be driven in the right kind of way, that we can be driven by the love that we have for Jesus and open ourselves more and more to the love that he has for us, that we can do as Sarah and Abraham did in this first reading today. We can be more hospitable and kind and compassionate to each other and that we can see, as St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Colossians, we can even use our suffering as a way in which we can draw closer to the Lord Jesus, 
seeing that our suffering isn't any kind of punishment, but it's a way in which our suffering can be joined to the suffering of Christ for the needs of the world, that we can bring everything that we experience in our lives each day into that connection with the God who loves us so much. Let's think this week, do we have enough of a balance in our lives? Are we a little bit maybe too much like Martha? Do we need a little bit more Mary in our lives so that that balance can be achieved? And in the end, we can do what is most important, seek to love God and seek to serve Him.